I bet. It's time to make this art, boys. Audio art. Yes, sir. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Texan Overtime Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Smoot. With me today, I got the gang, Marcus Crum, uh, Alex Vecinio. What's going on, y'all? What's up? What's up? Whoa. That was cool. We good? That was great. We had so much time to plan this out. (laughs) That is how we opened this up. Yes, sir. All right, so every week, you know the deal. We got the icebreaker. Um, So today was National Signing Day. Thank God. We're done. It's over. Recruiting season is finally over. over. We don't have to write about... 2021 just started today. 17-year-old. Oh, don't say that. Yep. I'm done. I'm taking a vacation. (laughs) All right, but the 2020 season is over, and so... I already know my answer, but how would you guys announce your uh, announced? Wow, how would you guys announce your recruitment um, decision? Ooh, do you know yours? Yeah, I think so. I was telling Donnie this when I was, um, you know, just a young high school newspaper reporter. Jeez, um, it's gonna be late. I no, it's not. It's come on, dumb. where'd no, you go to school? It was, it was awesome. I went to Coppell High School. Isn't that where Connor? Is that where Connor Williams went? Yeah, it's where Connor Williams, where Solomon Thomas went. Um, yeah, um, it's pretty cool. But uh, I realized, I started to realize, I was, I was watching some of our players' huddle videos, and I realized I'm in a lot of the videos on the sideline. Oh, I thought you were um, gonna say you played like <laughs> third string safety. Oh, and you just got not. worked. No, no, no. I see. But I was, I was in a lot of them on the sideline, and so I was gonna make. A highlight tape oh. of myself just like with you know players like running for a touchdown beside me while i'm filming that's huge but i ended up not being able to download the footage but all that to say if i was going to announce my recruitment i would have made a highlight video of myself just like action shots of just you doing journalism stuff. yeah yeah just just me you know writing reporting um i thought you meant i thought this question was posed in a way that we had to view this as like we were committing as a football player like at the table. No, no, no. no. This I mean, you could do both. Honestly, if you listen, if in your head you think that you're a football <laughs> player and that you deserve that, all I'm shine, saying is, I was defensive end in eighth grade. Then go ahead. And so I kind of get where like right, so, Alfred so Collins is were, coming from. So, here. <laughs> so if you were continuing down that path, right, and let's say that you made it to, I'm not going to give you a lot of credit. So if you're like a two, a two star, yeah, but you're still but making Texas it. preferred walk on. But, but I have a preferred walk. No, no, no. But I have a big brother. Who is like right. okay. a stud? Yeah. So how would you? So make they that have to offer me, or else my brother's transferring. Yeah. To like UAB with me. So what you're saying is that you wouldn't make a recruitment video. You would just be like, "Hey, my brother's here. I'm going." Yeah. I here's what I would do. All right. So I'm at the table, and I have three. Like I would get cakes. Mm. Divya is great at baking so i would pay her a lot of money to bake me three different cakes of different teams and texas if i was going to texas would be one of them and then i would just like well here's what i do i put hats over the cakes and then i would grab the texas hat and then just like put my face in the cake and then put the hat on or no, no, no. Or you have cakes that are different than the hats. You still have the hats on top of the cakes. And then I switch them up, like whenever you have to follow like, yeah, what's so under the, the hat. So then you still Ooh. pick the hats, but then you still have no idea what cakes are underneath. Ah. So the ultimate bait and switch. Right and so there. then people really don't know where you're going yeah. until you sign. That's the point, right? Whoa. Speaking of bait and switch, Marcus got worked <laughs> on got Twitter today. I got absolutely worked. And now Florida fans are in his mentions. <laughs> what, what happened today? So I'm on my way to 
to Manor High School, Manor Senior High School, um, Manor. to watch uh, Princely. Um, What's his last name? <laughs> Say his last name. Don't do this to him. <laughs> Say his last Princely name. Princely Uman Mjellin. Princely Uman Mjellin. That's, that's his name. That's, that's his name. Okay, whatever. And I'm going to stand by that. But I was, I was on my way to Manor High School, and I, I had his tweet notifications on just Manor. in case he you know, tweeted something early, which I didn't think he would. But then, he, <laughs> but then, Princely tweets. He he retweets a tweet from somebody else that says this kid's going either Baylor or Texas. All right, so I see that. I get to Manor. Manor. <laughs> I get to Manor. Is it Manor? <laughs> it's Manor. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm. Okay. This is my story. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So I get there. Um, I I tweet that I'm there. And I, I tweet out, "Hey, look! This guy just tweeted. It's either Baylor or Texas. He, you know, he's got Florida and Auburn in his final four as well. But he just tweeted it's Baylor or Texas, and um, and so he goes through his thing. ESPN's there, ESPN's filming. And did they take the bait? I don't. I don't think There's anybody no else took the bait. Oh. I think I was the only one that took the bait. And of course." He does not go Baylor, Texas. He, well, what did you tweet when you got there? I feel like I remember I was in class. I was yeah, stuck I, in. All, all I tweeted, this is all, all I tweeted was, I tweeted a photo, and I said, according to a tweet from Uman Mielin's account a few minutes ago, it's between Baylor and Texas. Oh, a- according to his Twitter, his uh. personal Twitter. Okay, so then he picks Florida. So I'm shocked because I'm expecting him to pick up either the Baylor or the Texas hat. Which I mean, Texas was doomed from the start. He had a hat that was signed by somebody. Uh, yeah, I guess Clear, I, clearly pulled out of the back of his closet. I think he, yeah, that that's like a pickup at Marshalls, and it just happens to yeah. be signed, but you don't recognize the name. <laughs> and so, I I was expecting him probably to go Baylor. He picks up the Florida hat, does the Gator chomp, and so I tweet, um, somewhat of a surprising move because I in in my eyes, if somebody tweets out they're going Baylor or Texas, and then goes Florida, that falls under the category of somewhat of a surprising move. And then all of a sudden, Florida fans are in my mentions. Florida Twitter. Yeah, and they're, they're tweeting at me saying, you must not follow recruiting. Oof, uh, this is just, I mean. You sure about this tweet? Go Gators. Oh, good. Yeah. That's a good one. That yeah. is a good tweet. Um, Shout out Florida. But I just, I, I got baited and switched. and um, So what you should have done is gone to the Alfred Collins. Well, I or what he should have done in retrospect or just afterwards, why didn't you delete the tweet? Why Ooh. I wasn't. I'm. I am gonna own up to what I tweet, Donnie. I'm. I'm journalism. not a coward. I like the All fact right? that Donnie and I were stuck here, like going to class and stuff, and exactly. now we just get to criticize you for going yeah, out there right. and making the mistakes. That could have been. Well, I still that, that, really could have been. That could have been us. Could've I had to us. come right back. Actually, to class. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> you. You absolutely <laughs> would have. Who, who else? Who else was today? Did you go? You didn't make it to Alfred Collins. I had class during Alfred Collins. Okay, I probably would have rather gone there. Because that was a it was, cool video, man. Well, that was it. it was like a show. They went put on all a spectacle. Out. Yeah, they, that was like a gender reveal type of method, as far as like the approach that he took. Yeah, I was trying to watch the live stream while I was in class. It was I had cool. To like cut back and forth, but I, I saw like he played the highlight video behind himself, and then they like started dancing with his classmates. Yeah, he started like blasting music, and then. Walks up to the balloon, pops it, orange confetti, and powder, reaches into the box, pulls out the Texas hat, 
I the Texas. So I saw a, a, a great analysis of that before his decision was made. When, when somebody, you know, somebody had tweeted a photo of the balloon because everybody talks about hat science when there's the hats on the table. But if you think about the balloon science of that, his final three were Texas, Alabama, and Oklahoma. He wasn't going to pop that and have some shade of red on there. And then, you know, nobody knows oh. which one. It had to have been Texas. There's, there's no way he's popping Brilliant. that. Yeah, That's right? Which I, I wish I'd come up with that. I probably should have just taken credit for it because... You, you should you have. Guys, Who was it? Known. I, it's just some random person on Twitter. Well, oh, well, no, but you I have mean, to take credit for well, that. Well, no, 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 no. But if you go and you pop the balloon and... Obviously, like those colors are still the same. Mm-hmm. You just keep the gig going on for longer. That's you, true. And then he pulls out the hat. And you're right. You're out right. The hat. It was so it's cool more dramatic if you do it the oh, other way. So you pop it, yeah. let the dust settle, if you will, and then open box, pick up at Q Fight Song. Yes. Yeah. Right. Or what if you just pick out another, just like a red, that's it, just a red hat. There's no logo mm. on it. And then people are like, <gasps> and then Q the Fight Song and hope people know which yeah. fight song is which. Or don't like do it. Or don't do any of that. Just let the red balloons come out, and nobody knows until September when you <laughs> when you walk onto the field <laughs> until he moves uh, <laughs> in, in uh, exactly. August. Wow, that's that'd probably be the boldest. <laughs> it sounds like he played it kind of poorly in the end. I was really on board with it until I, we just had now this that yeah. Now that we talked about it, what I, he did is I, probably Alfred, the Alfred could have done a lot better with his with his thing, but at the, at the same time. It is a huge decision for Texas, right? They get an, another another defensive end. Um, and they needed one, man. They, they, they do. They lost, they lost a lot. Like, it's so weird because this, um, this graduating class for Texas, it wasn't that big, right? It wasn't a, a big class. But out of, the 16, out of the six captains that they had, five of them were seniors. The only one returning is Sam. They lost a lot um, and... Jesus. They lost a lot of of pillars, you know, in this program. And so the one star that they have on the D-line right now is Keandre Coburn. And Coburn, he's going to be a monster. He's already really, really good. This is a huge pickup for them, especially with the new defensive coordinator, you know, especially with Ash coming in. And so what do you guys think is um, is a big area for improvement on on defense for for Texas? Is it the is it the the D-line? The, the linebackers, the secondary, where where do they get the most help? It's interesting because Alfred Collins, after he made his decision during interviews, he said that part of his decision, or a factor that went into his decision was the fact that Texas finally got out of its three-man front, which, honestly, it's only because Todd Orlando left. Like, if he was still here, I'm pretty sure Texas would still open up next year right. in that three-man front and get torched. I mean, they'd be better, but they, I mean, you can't do that much with three men. No. Um, and he even said, he's like, I don't feel like getting double teamed all the time, which like we saw in the Alma Bowl. That's, that's fair. Like, <laughs> that's, that's fair. And so that, it's funny just because I do think, I get, it makes me wonder how many guys were they whiffing on on the defensive line just because they refused to get out of that three-man front. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's the, it was the same thing with Princely. They were talking to him because he had A&M in his um, top four until I think it was de- December. It was when um, Texas made the change at defensive coordinator. He had A and M instead of Texas, and then as soon as Texas made that change, Texas became in his top four. Yeah. They asked him about it. He said, "Yeah, I actually really I I wasn't big on Texas until they decided to change their scheme, and that's when Texas you know entered into his top four. So I, th- I think that I, I you're absolutely right. Um, but 
it, it, it's a big change for them. I, I think you, you talk about what they're going to be getting help from this year. The biggest thing has got to be the scheme because um, you look back at, at the talent that they had this last year, especially in, in, in the secondary, and um, I don't think there's any reason why they should have performed to the level they did. I mean, I think I think they're fine. I think the biggest improvement, is, or at least some improvement, needs to be on that defensive line because you're gonna have a sigh, and you know the linebackers are kind of scarce right now with injuries. But I think they'll be fine. I think it's just a matter of seeing what Ash can do with this new scheme right. with players like Collins. I'm I'm really interested in seeing, and I'm with you. Like I'm I'm interested in seeing what Ash can do. Um, because that first half of the season, they could not get pressure on anybody. And it wasn't until the second half, right, that they finally picked it up. And that was just the biggest issue with these dudes. I'm, it was really, really frustrating because first half, Sam and the offense, they're just clicking. And they're putting up 35 every single week. And then the TCU game was really the turning point to where it, it completely flipped on its head. And so now the defense is getting all the stops that they have to. Offense can't seem to to move the ball at all um i'm i'm curious and it was funny with with orlando because every week we would go in there right it would be some type of question about like you know what's happening on third down why can't uh why can't the defense seem to get off the field on third down and it's just because i everybody knew what was happening on third down texas was going to bring a blitz they were going to send everybody and they just didn't have the secondary to help them out in the back end so i really want to see what ash can do with with a semi-decent, you know, D-line and with a healthy secondary because that secondary was banged up all year long, right? Caden was out, BJ was out, and it was just a revolving door back there. If you look at, I mean, looking back, the decision to get rid of Orlando, at, at the time we were kind of surprised that it came before Beck, but, I mean, at that point it doesn't really matter. Like, they were both going to head out anyway. Right. Um, but looking back on it, like, there was no reason, and I guess we just, I was getting caught up in the week-to-week stuff, but if you have... Somebody like Malcolm Roach, Taekwon Graham, and Coburn all on the line. Like, that should be with the secondary you have. I know they're banged up at times. And Asai. Like, in the Big 12, like, you should be okay. That should be one of the, like, middle of the pack to upper tier defenses that you can get. Um, and he just was so stubborn when it came to just making adjustments to schemes or just doing a four-man front and putting it – or putting Asai on the edge. Like, it just – that never happened, and I never really understood why that didn't happen. And you saw exactly what happened whenever you put whenever you put Osai on the end in the Alamo Bowl. I mean, Osai was Os- he was the defensive MVP of that game. He was so dominant. Every it seemed like every play Osai was in the backfield making a play, and all you had to do is just say, "Hey, why don't you just drop down a little bit, right? Why don't Why don't we just move you around and not put you in the same place that we're always gonna put you?" And you come out with a with one of their most dominant wins of the season, is it's crazy. It's it really is crazy. I think I think that's where you're going to see the biggest improvement um, this year. Is you you mentioned the stubbornness, Alex? I mean, and it was like across the board stubbornness with not just personnel, um, not just with the, the three or four man front. I mean, with the blitz packages that he was throwing in there with the way that he was using the Cowboy package, with, with the play calls on third down. And that's where I think Texas fans grew so frustrated. I mean, you look at the, the third down plays that defined the season, really, uh, against all of, LSU. All of them were third and 17. Uh, yeah, against LSU, against TCU. Ridiculous. Um, and the inability to, to make adjustments. Um, I mean, 
not just in a game-by-game -game basis, but on a whole season basis, the inability to make those adjustments. And, and that's where I think uh, you're going to see the most improvement this year. The interesting part, so now this is, as of right now, and it looks like this will kind of be final, um, this 2020 class is ranked number nine in the nation. And for the third year in a row, number one in the Big 12. Past two years, they had top three in the nation. So Wait, now did, did Oklahoma finish at, at 10? 10, 10 okay. and they, yeah, they swapped today. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they were they, nine no, they, yesterday. They, They've been. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma was at nine, and then Texas, for a lot of people, was at 11. Yeah, and then they, as far as yesterday, I think they bumped up. Yeah. But, okay, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, now it just comes down to you've had three straight top 10 classes. Now it's like it comes down to what Produce everybody's been wondering and develop. is developing talent. Yeah, and if they can't do anything, like we've said, you get. Tom Irvin's fired all of his coaches. You get that one pass. You have this amount of talent on one roster. Now it's up to you and your new staff to develop this talent. And if nothing happens, there are, he's run out of excuses. Right. That that development for on on defense, I think I really think that they're going to be okay on defense because I think that they are just I think they have talented talented guys on defense. The development question is going to happen on the other end. Right with the receivers, Devin's gone, Colin's gone, and so now, now who is it? It's Brendan and Jake. That's that's kind of and it's, Malcolm it's, Epps, but he it's needs suspect. a lot of work. It's suspect, right? And I don't I don't know how confident you are um, putting a senior Sam Ellinger out there with those types of, of weapons around him. I think they'd be fine with. Like, Brendan had some really bright spots. Right. I think Jake Smith is going to need a big offseason. I think he can be that guy Malcolm in this Malcolm Epps is going to need a big offseason. Malcolm Epps is, I think, in my opinion, I think he needs the biggest offseason. Because I, I think his potential is unbelievable just because of how naturally big yeah. he is. But he's going to need to be that Colin Johnson, or at least somewhere around that. Right. Because there were parts of the season where he, you could tell he's going to need a lot of work this offseason. As far as what they do in the backfield, that's also interesting. Because you have, now you have, Keontae, Jordan Wellington, Roshan still kind of wants to play quarterback, and now uh, Bijan. And so it's like, if you're Roshan, you're yeah. his, his really all you're down to is you're either transferring or you're playing wide receiver. And, and I know some people talked about moving Jordan Whittington to wide receiver. Now, that's an option. Yeah. I don't know if you'd want to do that, though. It's it's almost an embarrassment of riches in the backfield right now just with, with those four guys. And I, it feels like there has to be a position change or a transfer going into this season, whether it's Roshan, um, which I don't know if you can move him back to quarterback at this point. I don't I don't uh, think so. I, I I really think that Roshan is gonna eventually leave. I and I think that's the most logical conclusion. I could also see I mean, because if you think about the position Jordan Whittington's in, let's say I mean, let's say Keontae goes out there, he's a number one back, and then, you know, Roshan and Bijan are two and three and Whittington as a highly touted guy is the number four running back. I, I, I could see them moving him into the slot because that's where he played in high school. Um, and I think that would actually be pretty logical and make a lot of sense for them to do. Um, but it feels like there's going to have to be some kind of change made in the backfield because there's too many guys that are going to, you know, want playing time and that are going to be valuable to a team. That battles what I'm looking forward to the most is yeah. seeing players like, Robinson, Keontae, after the number Whittington, one, Whittington, yeah. Roshan, like all in the same room. Yeah, if you're if you're Roshan, how big of a chance is it that that you play before Hudson Card does? 
Oh no! Right, there's there's no chance, right? Because he's not. Because Casey's still above. Exactly, right. exactly, right. So you have Sam, you have Sam this year, and so that's his sophomore season. Casey, Casey's gonna take over next year. That's his junior season. So unless he's gonna jump, jump, jump Casey or jump Hudson, that's not happening. So I think the only if he is set on quarterback, which he sounded set. On, he sounded like the plan was, listen, I'm just doing this just because the team needs me to, but I'm a quarterback and this is what I play. And if that's how he feels, good for him, right? Like, I'm glad that he's confident in his abilities like that. But this isn't going to be the spot for him no. to play quarterback. So I really think that he's going to be the, the, one to, the one to have to transfer. Yep. All right, let's switch gears for a little bit. Let's talk about men's basketball for a second. The two and one in the last three games after that embarrassing three game stretch. Um, they have Texas Tech coming up on Saturday and, and then Baylor on Monday. Have have y'all's feelings changed at all about Texas men's basketball? I think for one half of the game against Kansas this last weekend, my feelings changed and then we went back to seeing what this team is at its worst, which We've seen a lot of that this season. Um, I, I think overall, as far as whether or not they're a tournament team, it's pretty clear that, that, that they're not a, close. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Right. Like, can and it, it, can it, we it, all say that unanimously, right? It's a wrap. It, it'll take a miraculous They're going to need a win over Baylor, not which happening. is not going to happen. And one over Tech. Not happening. Or one over West Virginia. Actually, not happening. You probably, Honestly, you I probably think, need one over Tech and, and the West Virginia. Virginia game. I think yeah. they can beat Tech in one of two. I, one I agree. Of two, I don't know if they can beat West Virginia, I, and I don't think they beat Baylor either. And that you're like you said, like they're gonna need two two wins out of those four games, and, and I don't know if they. Can, I don't think they will do that. And it's, I mean, the other games are no wash either. Iowa State hasn't been good this year. They just beat Iowa State seventy two to sixty eight last week. The TCU game was a one point game, right? And uh, so I don't know when they played. They played one like okay half, solid half against Kansas but right. still like I didn't like my opinion didn't change that much just because they weren't shooting the three ball like well at all and that's no. the only thing that they can do if they want to win games against teams like Kansas and uh they were I think they were up what two Andrew Jones had a buzzer beater to go up two points at the halftime and Kansas's win probability was still like 81 percent just because like that's not sustainable for Texas Kansas can win hitting four or five threes a game Texas cannot they need to hit around nine eight nine maybe even more than that if they want to win a game like that and it's funny because that's what they have to do but they don't do that they're, they're not <laughs> a good shooting team right they've it they've convinced themselves that they're capable of which i think is admirable right like you need to have some some level of confidence in yourself but at the same time you got to understand what you do well and for them, everything has to start on the opposite side of the floor. It has to start on defense. It has to start with effort. And then you guys can start and get out running. Um, and they were there. I think, I mean, like I said at halftime, like you can hold cans for a half. You cannot hold them for two halves. And you also can't win if you're shooting 16.7% from three. They, they hit four of their 24 attempts, which just seems, I don't want to, this is probably, this probably wouldn't happen. I feel like if you threw three, uh, us three out there, we could probably hit four out of 24. I say that now, probably wouldn't. We probably would hit like two out of 24, which is not that much that worse much than worse. they did. I yeah. mean, no, no. Okay, side note. We can get four out of 24. Like that's we, That means each in, of us get eight in, shots. In, in game. In game. Okay. Against, in, in against game? Kansas. Yeah, yeah that's what game. we're saying. In game, four out of 24. Us three. We get eight shots. 
put put us three on the floor with with Jericho and um and Jace. Put, yeah, with Jericho with Jericho and, and Jace. Actually nah. Jericho and Matt, let's get a point guard to set us up. Okay. Right? Yeah, that, that's a good Right? Point. Let's let's do let's do that. And we can get four out of twenty four. I'm getting mm. two, right? Like I, I don't, I, I don't, don't know about, I don't know I about don't y'all. Know I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting two. I don't know if I'm getting. I mean, I, I can make I'm, one. I'm happy you're confident, but, but I'm that's thinking three. I'll get you one. Yeah, I'm but, the, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm thinking, am one. I gonna get one out of eight against Kansas? Like I'm thinking about the guys that are gonna be defending me. Like they, they can run whatever defense they want, and I don't think I'm getting a good look off. Listen, you know what defense they can't run. The one that stops me. <laughs> that, that's the one that they this, can't run. This is the same guy that said he could get what was it, eight yards? If yeah. you, I and I said I said eight yards, assuming that the line gives me four. I don't think you can get four. We were okay for those listening. He, I put my foot in the ground. This was over. Rice weekend. <laughs> put my foot in the ground. Asked, it's a wrap. I asked Donovan if he could, if he thinks he could get a first down or at, at least eight yards against a team like Rice, and of course, naturally, Donovan said yes why wouldn't i say yes i don't think there's anybody ever no. that's been in the in this basement at the daily Texan office that could ever do that no absolutely but that not. just goes to show y'all i'm built different oh, all right, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is this is I'm, I'm cut from a different cloth it's time right? to wrap this up right? yeah, i'm, cu- I'm cut from, from a different cloth I'm and sorry. you guys you guys have seen it if you guys don't want to acknowledge it in public over the over these airways that's cool i know what i'm about right you're the epitome of a next fan right yeah. we don't listen all right so we're going to stop right there because we're not going to talk about the Knicks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That's all that we have this week at Texan Overtime. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure that, to get all of our episodes. Make sure to follow Texan Sports on Twitter and read our stories at thedailytexan.com. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>